the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Messy Walk podcast. I'm here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey, I'm here. Yep. And we are in a series right now called Sins Christians Ignore That Mess Us Up. This is episode eight of that series, but episode 40 in total yes. of all of our podcasts. Did we episodes. get all those numbers right? Yes, I hope so. We were throwing out a lot of numbers podcast before. Podcast number 40, episode yes. 40. But then this, we've done eight. Today is eight yes. of these in this Sins Christian Yep. Ignore <laughs> that messes up. There yes. we go. Yeah. Right. And how many of them is it total? How many um, will we do total? How many will, will there yeah. be? Ten. Ten. There'll be ten total. This is number eight, so we have two more after this one. This has been a long, long series yes. for us. It's been fun, though. Yeah, we've I've, gotten a lot of good good comments and stuff about yeah. this series. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I've learned a lot. Stepped on my toes a lot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I still can't seem to get past, uh, was it week one? Gossip. Gossip. <laughs> I'm We're still, living in episode uh, one of this series. And yeah. I found myself thinking about that and what we talked about in that yesterday. Right. And in another conversation yesterday, I was like, all right, let me yes. make sure I'm not gossiping right now. Right. Yeah. I find myself doing that all the time, always like checking myself. Which is good. That's what we're supposed <laughs> yes. to do, right? That one and the Pride one have really stuck with me. Well, the Pride one is more recent, actually. So the past two episodes that we did were Pride and Idolatry. Yes. Which we call the twin brothers. Yes. Because the they're very twin similar. Ugly brothers. Yes. They're, they're similar, but they're different. Yeah. And they're terrible. And they're messing all of us up in different yes, ways. Yes, they are. And so the pride one really stuck with me too. I actually need to go back and listen to the idolatry one. I went for a while. I did not listen to us on the podcast, but then I realized it's weird to as we're recording, it is very yeah. weird. But as we're recording, I realized I'm like, oh man, like there's a lot that I missed. So it's cool to be like, have like a refresher on it and be like, oh man, like. Yeah, we've been doing, I've been doing that too, but by accident. So my, um, my oldest daughter, Olivia, when we're in the car, she will say, hey, put the podcast on. Right. And so we'll be listening to it while we're driving, you know, wherever. And that then, of course, makes me listen to it. And then I'll realize certain stuff in it. I'm like, oh, I forgot we even said that. Right. You know, and I'll make a note. And we're like, that's good. That's really yeah. good for me personally. You right. Know? But I, I use that's it. I've I noticed too. I have to listen to it a couple days yeah. later or yeah. I mean, a couple couple episodes later or yeah. something. I don't even know if I listen soon. to the episodes all the way. I just listen to like sections of right. it. And I'm like, oh, man, like. That was like, like you said, like that was good. I need yeah, I to like all about that. make a mental note of that or write it down somewhere or something. Cause yeah, there's just so much that's happening yeah. as we're recording that we just kind of miss. I've listened to the gossip of one, three times myself. I need to listen so, to it again. Yep. And I just can't seem to get past it. Like right <laughs> now, I could not even tell you what two, three, four, five, six were. I um, but I, you know, or I guess I can tell you six and seven cause we just did, but right, right, <laughs> I don't right. even remember them. So yeah. anyway, it's been yeah. a long, um, uh, series mm-hmm. of stuff in this mm-hmm. because I and I what's funny is is we had a we had at least one more that we've cut out of this list. It could have been at least eleven or twelve, right. which I think which I think says to us that there's a lot of sinfulness that right. we ignore as Christians mm-hmm. um, that have just become very commonplace or or they're not talked about, they're not discussed. You know, right. certain sins in in the church world are preached to death, um, which they ought to be, but then other ones aren't really discussed at all. Yeah. You know, like when we were talking about gluttony. I mean, 
maybe maybe they talk about that in churches in California where everybody's skinny and rollerblading. <laughs> but in the south, we have any listeners in California? Sorry about that. <laughs> in the south, we don't like gluttony's just like a commonplace right. thing. You know, right. same thing with gossip and stuff yeah. like that. The list so, is kind of one of those like including these sins that we've been talking through, but it's not limited to yeah, these ten yeah. specifically. There's a bunch, and I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why when we kicked off this series, we we weren't in. So at first, we were not initially planning on doing 10. It just grew itself over time. And then we realized, man, there's a bunch of these and we should do them, Um, which I just think tells us that there's a lot of sins we ignore um, that have just become very, very commonplace to us. And I do think, um, you know, the whole premise of the title was that they mess us up. It's not just to point them out. It's to say that they're really getting to us and and the the main part of the battle is going to be actually seeing that they're there and acknowledging them and doing something different because we don't see them at all. But they really are messing us up. And I, I think that that's the way that sin um, really permeates um, and takes away from us what God wants to do in our lives constantly yeah. is that they're not seen or acknowledged. So these these hidden sinfulness, this hidden sinfulness of hidden sins, these ones that are not we're not seeing and going, no, this is sinful mm-hmm. and calling it out in our lives, they're tripping us up more than the ones that we are aware are sinful yeah. and we're they're on our hearts, they're on our minds, we're thinking through them. We're you know, we may not be we not be doing anything against it, but at least we're focused on I know this is sinful. Right. A lot of these are messing us up because we don't even really know that they're sinful until we start bringing it up and talking about yep. it, you know. And so I think that's that that hid, that hidden sinfulness in the life of a Christ follower is definitely um, stagnating your relationship with God and what He wants to do in you right now and further. And then also, those are the sins that we tend to perpetuate to our children as well. You know, that that whole sins of the father stuff heading down to the kids and sins of the mother heading down to the kids. Most of those are these things that are hidden that we are not doing anything about. Right. You know, so I mean, think about the whole gossip thing, gluttony, those kind of things. Those become more like foundational parts of your life and your kids pick up on them and they do the same thing. Yeah. And nobody even realizes that it's that bad is what I'm trying to say. You know, and so they really mess us up. So this whole idea of this, you know of sins that are hidden or sins that we don't pay attention to, I really do think that they mess us up a lot more than the ones that we are aware of and conscious of. Because if we're conscious of it, I think we're open to the Holy Spirit you know, convicting us about it and convincing us to do something different. If it's totally subconscious, which I think a lot of these are, mm-hmm. then think about the awakening that the Spirit's got to do in you for you to be able to do something. I mean, you don't even realize that you're doing it is yeah. the thing. you know. And yeah. it's just those behaviors... Those behavior patterns, even if we were – let's pull outside of sinfulness and just talk psychology. Those subconscious behavior patterns are very disruptive, and it takes a lot of work to be able to figure out, oh, wait, I can. I need to be conscious about these things that I'm doing. Yeah. But all these subconscious ones, I mean, you know, it just – it true. forms these heavy, heavy patterns in our life that really mess us up. Yeah, so. absolutely. And then the, like the one today that we're going to jump into, very similar um, because it's – one that we, especially as Americans, don't pay attention to any at all. So, Chloe, I'll let you throw yes. out the sin that Christians ignore that messes up yes. for so today. Yes, so today's episode is going to be about comfort. Comfort. Comfort, yep. Comfort. Now, see, this This at first, when you listen to it, it seems like it's weird to be on a list of sins. And mm-hmm. I, that's because of all that stuff we just said. I think it's just ridiculously so on a subconscious level yep. that we don't even see that we 
are focused so much on comfort. I think that one of the greatest lies that we bought into is that life is all about our personal comfort. Mm. And this is a um, th- this is not, of course, exclusive to American Christianity, um, but it's definitely prevalent. Um, and I don't know, like, America is the world leader in all kinds of things. We probably are the world leader, too, in especially Christians thinking that comfort is the be-all, end-all yeah. of our personal lives. Yeah. Um, and the bad thing is is that this lie that says that our life is supposed to all be all about personal comfort, it's not as Christians. And that's where we're going to get really messed up around it. But you can see this. So let's, let's just like talk for a minute about the ways in which we do this, okay. um, where everything is about our own personal comfort. You know, I, I tend to, when I'm thinking about this, I tend to go towards we work our lives and we save for our retirement so that we can we work hard to get to that retirement age. And then the plan for retirement is to travel and have these things that we've always dreamed of and enjoy life and all that. It just seems very driven towards our own personal comfort. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like, like the, the, the place, the things that we dream and what we're pushing for as we work hard at work is to get a car that has air conditioned seats, not just heated seats, right? <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, I mean, nothing screams more comfort than that. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's the type of stuff that rich people do, yeah. right? And in America, I'm going to preach on this very soon. I think, uh, I think it's in December. So we're going to do something quite different for um, at Union for our um, teaching series for Christmas. And normally in that Christmas series, I, I would be talking through the Christmas scripture right. as we build in the month of December. We're going to do it differently this time. And one of the things we're going to talk about right off the bat is um, how one of the things that we could be doing to do Christmas better right, mm-hmm. would be to pay attention to how we are looking at our comfort and our money. Yeah. Um, because believe it or not, if you're in America, 99.9% of the people in America are among the top richest people in the world. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you have running water, if you have a yeah, car I mean, to drive, like all these different things. Like if you go, If you go to a restaurant and then you bring food back, leftovers back home, and you put them in a refrigerator, that's stuff rich people do in the world. It's unreal. If you think about it. That's what rich people do. Yeah. And so that's us. And so in America, we we are heavily focused on anything that can improve our level of comfort. I mean, not that long ago, we invented weighted blankets. You know what I mean? Like Chloe and I I literally just now, I was was trying to figure out how this was going to pop in the podcast, (laughs) and it did. Because we were just sitting here making jokes about uh, lavender. Because <laughs> Chloe's last name is Lavender. Yes, all right? it is. And lavender is that essential oil that, what does it do, Chloe? Like, it like makes you, it helps you relax. Right. So like you use it when you're about to go to sleep or like if you just need like a little help calming down. So it really you, works too. So you, Chloe Lavender, <laughs> what do you do at night with lavender? I put it on the bottom of my feet and I put it on my wrists. Occasionally I'll put a little on my pillow or I'll diffuse it like with the essential oil diffuser. And then what? <laughs> That's rich people stuff. And then what happens when you do that? 
Um, it helps me sleep better. You need like, like just uh, yes, awesome super sleep. deep sleep. Yes, like yes. almost like a coma sort of sleep. So, yeah. So rich people absolutely get an oil extracted <laughs> from a plant. Yes. That they then use on their yes. wrists and feet. And I'm not. I'm not picking on Chloe. I'm not. Chloe, I'm not telling you not to do these. But things. I. What but I'm, I agree with you. What I'm saying is, is that we're so stinking focused on yeah. our level of comfort and yeah. everything that we do. I mean, look at it, and I'm I'm talking about all of us. I'm talking about me too. Right. Everything we do in our culture is to increase our comfort level, yeah. right? Everything. So if you look at the progress of technology, for example, everything is driven towards how do we make this easier for us? How do we make this more comfortable for us? And I'm not saying that any of that stuff is necessarily bad at all. Like I'm not down in essential oils at all. Like I think right. that's a, probably a better way to sleep than you, you know, drinking some scotch before you go to bed or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or whatever else you do. Um, oh, or don't do. I mean, not you. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, like, you know, those things like taking taking sleeping pills. But I'm saying that everything that we do seems to be driven towards that comfort. I'm not saying all yeah. that stuff's bad. Um, I think that you will see that a natural progression of all technology throughout time is we um, the design and focus of it is to make life easier. Yeah. Right. So. so that's what comfort is, right? Mm-hmm. And and that is not off that is not off mission for what we see God doing in creation. That that God has made everything good and then he has taken us as humans to improve upon it. And so we we co-create with God, right? right? So that's part of what we do. He puts Adam in the garden to be a gardener to take care of it and to cultivate the land. And so we, that's what we do as people. We cultivate, we grow it, and so those things are done for two reasons. And God has created this process like this. It's for the glory of God and for the betterment or for the good of his people, of his yeah. creation. And so it, uh, it's, this is not off mission to, to continue to grow and create and improve and the end game of that be – for our comfort and joy and good, the the part that we miss out on is for the God's glory, right? Yeah. And so, but this, is, this so it's not like it's completely off mission, but it's definitely not what our life is supposed to be all about, especially as Christians. Um, and so, if we go look at Jesus, which, by the way, as a Christ follower, let's always remind ourselves constantly that we're not just supposed to be living like Jesus and doing what Jesus did. We're supposed to have the same mindset as Jesus. That's mm-hmm. the game changer, right? Yeah. So those little bracelets that came out and, and uh, some company made bazillions of dollars off of it, by the way, is a ridiculously cool read if you read about uh, WWJD, mm-hmm. the What Would Jesus Do Brace. Go read the what happened with that whole thing. It's nuts. Cool. Kind um, of in a bad way. But <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it went from this um, – and you can go read about it. You can Google it or whatever, yeah. but Wikipedia it or whatever. But it's got – it went from this idea that somebody had as a Christ follower to it being turned into this monster commercialized thing, not from that person. Um, and so just ended up making non a lot of non-Christians actually super rich. Wow. It's pretty, pretty crazy. So huh. anyway, that's, that sentiment is good. What would Jesus do? But it really needs to be how would Jesus be thinking about what Jesus was doing, right? What, right. What is the, what's the intent and mindset behind it? And so I think that 
we've got to look at Jesus and remind ourselves that we're not just following his actions and his statements. We're not just doing what he commanded us to do. We're being transformed in our minds to have the same mindset as Jesus. And so when you think about that, Jesus did not have a mindset of comfort. And as a matter of fact, he never looks at us disciples at all. He never looks at those people that are here on earth with him, which are just a microcosm of all of us as we continue to follow, and tells them that um, they're going to be surrounded by comfort and nice things. Like he never pushes yeah. them to that being the end goal. As a matter of fact, he gets really specific with us, um, in particular, Peter in Matthew 16. Um, and there's a whole huge section of this you can read that kind of lays out the whole process of the story. But we're just going to look at one little verse, um, or a couple verses from Matthew 16. Yeah. Chloe, you got those pulled yes. up? Yes, I do. So this is Matthew 16, 24 through 26. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Now that is big. And yeah. so pull it back up real quick, Chloe. Yeah. Go back to that first part of verse 24 and notice what he says. Whoever wants to be my disciple. So if you so pause. If you oh. want to be <laughs> if you want to be Jesus' disciple. So I'm hoping that that's virtually everybody listening. Right. Um and that we're that's what we're trying to pursue. Otherwise, right. why the heck are you listening to this podcast in the first place? Right? Because right? <laughs> it's not for me and uh, Chloe's lavender commentary or something. Lavender. So. <laughs> Chloe's lavender. <laughs> it's not for Chloe's lavender, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, do you want to be like Jesus? You want to have the same mindset as him. You want to follow him. And then he gives you a very two words. You have to do what? It says. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. So that, that right there is telling me that comfort and our lives improving and us, you know, getting to some, everything is driving to us getting to some time at the end where we travel and get on sailboats and sail off into the sunset of comfort until we die right. is this whole idea of the American dream where we get everything we want and our kids have everything that they want, you know, and... We do some good things, but really what we're doing is making sure that we have the nicest recliner to sit in every night and the biggest TV to watch. And I am guilty of this because those are the two things that I think about like all the time. I know my sinfulness because I'm thinking all the time about getting in my recliner <laughs> and making the kids shut up and having a pizza. And when mm -hmm. I say pizza, I don't mean pieces of pizza. I mean the entire the pizza. pizza. Right. That's for me. Right? <laughs> and then having the biggest TV that I can watch. And the perfect remote where you do not have to point it at the television. You can just hold it at wherever in which way you hold it, right? Yep. You know what I mean? And just kind of chill, yeah. you know, and just be comforted. Yeah, just right? be. Yeah. You're just chilling. Right. And you got your, you know I mean? You think about it. You got your, like, you got your, your chair that you sit in and you got the blanket that you like. Right? We, in our house, I don't know about everybody's house, but we got this. So in our living room, everybody's got the blanket that they like. Yep. And when somebody else happens to get that blanket, when that person sits down, they're like, hey, I, you need to give me my blanket. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, we do this every night. Right. And, and then, you know, you got your particular socks that you're putting on when you're trying to get comfortable and your lavender you put on your wrist or <laughs> whatever it may be. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't think if we look at what Jesus says when he says deny yourself, that the end game is what he's pointing to for us as Christians is to sail off into the sunset of comfort every day and then progressively more and more until we completely do it in retirement. You know, right. just that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says deny yourself, which means it's not all about you, and it's definitely then not all about your comfort. Right. And then take up your cross. I mean, think so. He's saying this obviously prior to him being crucified on the cross. So they don't get that yet, but they do get crucifixion. Right? They've seen it all the time. the The Romans used crucifixion. They were experts at crucifixion, and so it's all around all the time. Every time they go into Jerusalem, they're going to see people being crucified. And so it was just an everyday thing where they're watching people be crucified on these crosses. And so when he uses this this language of taking up your cross, they know exactly what he's talking about. Mm. Um, and so he's saying that you've got to, in order to follow him, that we'd have to pick up a cross in order to follow him. Yeah. So that means that... That means that it's the ultimate picture of denying yourself and your own comfort, right? And, of course, you know, in some of these instances, what's crazy about it is some of these disciples actually do end up crucified on the cross. Now, the odds are that us as Americans are not going to get crucified on the cross, although it has happened to people. Um, You know, that's a a torturous thing that has been used um, uh, in the South, especially. Like so, in um, you know, in in a lot of the extreme racism stuff, um, it was used this way, and so there are people that have been crucified. But more than likely, we're not going to do that. Right. But so the idea, the picture is, is that we would have to pick up a cross and deny our own comfort all the way as far as we could possibly deny it, um, and that's pretty deep. So you know, comfort's not bad, right? It's not like that. That's a bad thing. In fact, I think we may have talked about this on the podcast before in a past episode. If not, we probably need to. We are commanded to take time and rest. We are commanded to take time and relax. We are commanded to take times, like we talked about with gluttony during this series, we're commanded to take times and feast. Mm -hmm. Like God puts those pieces in there. And and the fact of a rest is is built in every single week. There's supposed to be a Sabbath, right? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but this is kind of the same principle as gluttony. Too much of a good thing can become destructive. Yeah. And I do feel like we see that in America, that too much of a good thing, like in our own personal comfort, can become absolutely destructive. Because yeah. what happens is, is everything in the world then is pointed to being about you. And that is the exact opposite of what Jesus is telling us to do as Christians, that everything is pointed towards others not to us, and yeah. so we're to deny ourselves. It's the same principle as the gluttony thing. You know, too much of a good thing is destroying us. And I think that this this idea, this sin that we ignore, is messing us up. The 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 be all end all of comfort is destroying us from the inside out, yeah. and we don't even realize it. And so yeah. we should rest, and we should find comfort, but that should not be our primary goal in life. It can't be our primary goal in life. And I so desperately want to lead my kids to this better than this. Like, I do not want to lead them into your ultimate goal in life is for you to be as happy and comforted as possible. Because first off, you're setting them up for complete, total dissatisfaction 
because they won't find ultimate happiness and comfort in this world, right? But at the same time, that's leading them separate from Jesus. So how could I share Jesus with them and at the same time be telling them that Jesus, we want Jesus to be your Savior and Lord? Of course, they have to decide that for themselves. And then at the same time, be telling them that Jesus is your Lord, yes. Yeah. But also, though, you need to, the end goal in your life as an American is to be as comfortable as possible. So you need to work towards that. It just doesn't right. add up. Yeah. Um, it can't be our primary goal in our life. So he wants so much more for us than just comfort. Yeah. Right? He, he wants much more than that. He wants us to be holy, not necessarily comfortable. He wants us to be righteous. He wants us to be loving. He wants us to be forgiving. He wants us to be comp- kind, compassionate, joyful people. He wants us to be rested, too, and strong and victorious and living in freedom. But nowhere in Scripture does it say that he wants us to be comfortable. Nowhere. As a matter of fact, the only real picture you get in Scripture of comfort, of complete, total comfort, is the picture of heaven, right? Is the picture of glory. Yeah. You know, this idea of every tear being wiped away from every eye um, and, you know, you being in the presence of God and having no need or desire for even the sun is the way the scripture refers to it. That, that's the only place you see this idea of complete and total comfort. Um, I, I don't know a single verse about our personal comfort being a priority at all. Um and I think that we, once again, if that's the case, we have to go back to and look at it that Jesus himself was anything but comfortable. I mean, quite the opposite. So he actually gives up his comfort. We've got a verse for that, too. Yep. Um, that has popped up quite a bit over the last couple of weeks uh, for me. It is in Philippians. I don't know what it is, though. Yes. It's Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Yeah. Yep. So it says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So there's that cross reference again. And so... He is choosing anything but comfort, and the picture of that is the cross. Mm -hmm. So he is electively choosing to give up his comfort. Yep. So Christ's mindset is to make a conscious choice to leave heaven, leave comfort, leave leave the picture of comfort, because we just talked about that. In glory is where that comfort is. Leave that completely. He makes a conscious decision to leave it. And so as Christ followers, what are we supposed to do? Same mindset as Jesus. And so if Jesus chooses to leave comfort, then we must have the same mindset to choose and leave comfort. And so he, he did the opposite of this, and yet we find ourselves doing the opposite of what Jesus did. We find ourselves it being all about our comfort and sprinkle some Jesus in there. Jesus is saying, no, no, there's a time and a place for comfort, and it's called glory. But as as you follow me here on this earth, you're going to have the same mindset as me, which I left that, you know, to pursue this ultimate spot of humility and the end game being I picked up a cross. And so he's denying himself, and yet we're called to also deny ourselves and to pick up a cross. That's mm-hmm. that's following Jesus. And I think that has to be more there has to be more to following Jesus for us as Christians 
than just doing what he said. It's got to be, I want to get into the mind of Jesus, into yeah. the heart of Jesus and have the same thing he did. So, you know, think about this. What what would Jesus's look life have looked like if he pursued comfort instead of what we know that he pursued? Well, it, would, it wouldn't have been a life that changed the world, that's for sure. Right. And so I think that we have to remember that too, Christians. We'd be in trouble. Yeah, well, I mean, we, would be, we would be messed up, <laughs> right. right? I mean, if he chose, you know, you know what, instead, instead I'm just going to pursue comfort, mm-hmm. then we're all done for. There's yeah. no hope there. And his life would not have changed the world, absolutely, which I think is, is something that we have to listen to. If we pursue comfort, instead of choosing the place of humility that Jesus chose, our lives ain't going to do jack to change the world either. Right. They're not going to do anything. I mean, if if everything about us is our own personal comfort, you know, and how good we can make our lives and how, you know, how automated we can make things so we don't even mm-hmm. have to think about it. And so, you know, when we run out of, uh, which you can do this now, I can't believe, but you know, like when you run out of uh, dish detergent, Amazon already knows it and it mails you some more. I mean, there's so many Monthly things. Like, I mean, just everybody on the podcast, just when you finish this, I want you to or pause this right now and come back. All right. Or to pause this and don't come back. You've heard enough. <laughs> but think through all the ways in which just in your lifetime, you have seen things progress towards comfort being um, or ease of life, things being easy, um, things being automated, yeah. all that happening. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Um, I mean, I, I like to think of just like spiritual disciplines that are like this too. So not just like getting dishwasher detergent, but and, and it's not that we're not going to do this. Um, and I have it happening too. I do it already. But I mean, we even make it to where we are our tithing and our giving to the church is automated, yep. right? And so it's this very easy thing to do. So we don't have to gather our money together, figure it out, bring it with us to the Lord and give it to him at the yeah. altar and that kind of stuff, right? I mean, like I have my giving, my tithes and offerings are automated. They come out on a schedule every month direct. I don't have to think about it to do it. And, and we tell ourselves, which I think is true, that that's us putting God first. Absolutely. Yeah. But it also has a lot to do with how easy it makes it for us. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's a balance there between putting God first and then making it as easy as possible. And I think that when you put God first fully, it does not equate to making it as easy as possible. You know, And that's the, what we see. That's the picture we see in Jesus. But you know, our lives aren't going to change nothing in this world if it's all about us um, being as comfortable as we can every week, month, year, until we get to our ultimate comfort spot for the five or six or 10 or 15 years we're going to enjoy retirement. I mean, it's just not going to be that way. So I got to thinking about um, the fact that obviously what we need here is to stop pursuing comfort and instead chase after the things that are after God's heart. Um, Not pursue comfort and instead try to pursue the same mindset as Jesus. And so in other words, lay comfort down, pick up a cross. That's what we're called to do. Um, It leads us to some pretty uncomfortable situations, um, which is what it led Jesus to. But it will also lead to a life well lived, which is what it led Jesus to. Um, So as Christians, I think, as we wrap this thing up, I think that we need to think of comfort instead of a state of being that we attain I think what you see in Scripture is Christians were called 
to think of comfort as a verb. Mm-hmm. So we are we are to comfort, not to be comfortable. So the whole idea is we must give up our comfort so that we can comfort other people. So we got to think of it as instead of some state that we arrive to or something that we're pursuing, instead it's an action for us to do as Christians. And so when we hear the word comfort as Christians, we should not think about uh, our weighted blanket, right, or our lavender <laughs> or our um, our. our easy chair and our big TV and the remote that just does it perfectly. Um, (laughs) We shouldn't think about it that way. We as Christians should think about, I am supposed to comfort others, not be comfortable. So we give it up. We give up our comfort so that we can comfort other people. We give up our comfort to love other people. We give up our comfort so that we can follow Jesus. Yeah. When we, um, uh, We'll we'll need to do a podcast where we have somebody from this um, partner organization on for us. But as a church, we um, partner with Compassion International and sponsor a ton of kids that are in poverty. And when the first time we did this, and our church has sponsored over 750 kids. And so um, when we first did this, you know, I was trying to, like, no excuses. Like, my whole goal was to get you to sponsor a kid, and I was going to use any manipulative tactics I had to do to do it. <laughs> oh, right? <gosh. laughs> and, so, and, I, and I say that up front, which means right. I'm good. And so right, right, right. Um, one of those tactics was, okay, it's 38 bucks a month. And I have seen firsthand in the dumps of these countries, like Brazil, which is where I've seen it firsthand, and in the Dominican, what it does to a kid's life to be able to be invested in it that way. It's yeah. $38 a month. So a really good picture of this is, so that's like five Starbucks drinks, you know? Right. That's like one trip with two people to the Mexican restaurant with cheese dip, you know? (laughs) I mean, now if you go, that's drinking water though. If you go adding in in sweet tea or Dr. Pepper or something, it's it's more than 38 bucks. So, I mean, think, think about that simple picture. You lay down that comfort so that you can give comfort to somebody who does not have it, right? You can give, you can provide comfort for the soul and for these basic needs. And so you lay down this, you know, five Starbucks Starbucks drinks a month, right? I mean, right. sometimes some of y'all, it's even more than that. Some of y'all spend a whole lot of money on some weird, cold, <laughs> pressed, whatever it is, coffee cold crap bread. junk. Cold <laughs> when I go to Starbucks, you know what I get? I say, I would like a uh, big, I don't even know their words. They'll be like, I can, do you I've, mean grande? Do you mean, I'm like, no, I mean bi- the biggest cup you got is what I mean. Um, venti or Trenta. Sometimes yeah, they have Trenta. They'll be like, Venti, I don't even know what that means. So big, and I want coffee. And they'll be like, what kind of coffee do you like? A brown? Like, <laughs> I don't, caffeinated brown water. <laughs> I don't care. The bean water. <laughs> I remember oh, the coffee, we had this coffee shop downtown. Chloe used to work at the coffee oh, shop. Oh, we I missed miss the coffee shop. Always. Main Street Coffee Emporium right Every here in downtown. Every day, we yep. miss it. And I would go in there and I would be like, hey, Lisa. Um, by the way, we need to get Lisa to listen because she's, she's getting <laughs> yes. a shout out. Be like, Lisa, I'd like a large coffee, please. Because they didn't have those weird, stupid names like right. Venti. And uh, they would always say, what kind of coffee do you want? I'm pretty sure like, you always got darkers, didn't you? Whatever. I was like, just pick one. I need it to have caffeine and I yeah. need it to be brown. But otherwise, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And it didn't matter. They were like, you want Brazilian? You want this? You want dark roast this? How about Arabian bean something <laughs> other? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, some of you guys 
uh, be going crazy at the coffee shop. Yes. But just think about it. Just think about that. And I'm not t- saying this right now to get you to sponsor a kid. I'll do that later on the podcast. Right. But, that's coming. <laughs> no, that's coming because we just set it up. This right. happened, happened. Right. But I mean, I'm talking about like simple act of giving up your comfort to be able to use comfort as a verb like it is meant to be in the mm-hmm. Christian um in, in our Christian life, it's meant to be an action that we do. Christ chose to give it to give it up so that He could comfort us. We do the same thing and we lay it down. And so th- that little picture there is just a quick picture of what it really means to do it. Okay. So I think it's just a mindset thing of you know, and it's not with everything. Like I said, it, comfort's not bad. Like okay. it's it, it just like food ain't bad with gluttony. It's just how far does it go? Till it becomes destructive. Right. You know, when you're looking at something and going, you know what, I've got this, but if I didn't have this or I got rid of this, I could help this person who's who I see every day who's struggling. You know, I mean, I could do that. I remember one time Valerie and I, and I, this is not to toot our horn because we, you know, I just I just gave you a mental picture of me eating a full pizza <laughs> and all, you know. So, um, right. but I remember Valerie and I one time we, you know. We're Dave Ramsey people, so we had saved up and we bought a car that would fit all of the five of us. And we had this car that was old, you know, it ran. And our first instinct, of course, which is everybody else's instinct, is to sell it, right? Get that money, sell that car. Yeah. Um, you know, even if it's even if it's like a crappy car that doesn't work at all, it's sell it to the junkyard, get that right. money. And then we had a, a person in our life of, you know, they're in our lives now. Now they're really heavily in our lives. But back then it was just kind of more on the fringes. And we were like, they need a car. Let's just give them our car. You know, um, that's a small way. Obviously, we didn't need it. Yeah. Um, and but we could have used the money from it for sure to make our lives better. Right. We had all these kind of we actually had a list of things that we were going to do with the money from giving from the selling this car. And so what we had to do is instead is go, no, how about we just don't get those things that we were talking about? Instead, we give this car to this person that needs it. And it's just little things like that, that that it's a mindset of changing your mindset around from when you hear the word comfort to quit thinking about you. Yeah. And instead, think about an action to comfort. That's the takeaway, the yeah. to do, the thing that we can process through. Right. We try to always do this at the end of the podcast is give some sort of what way. What can we to, do about it? Yeah. yeah, it's called application is what it's yeah. called. So you just listen to a nice long sermon from Adam and uh, <laughs> Chloe Lavender. <laughs> and the application point is to think of comfort as something we do for others because Jesus has done it for us. Right. And in that way, when you do those things, even as small as the whole 38 bucks a month or you know whatever it may be, when you do that, you are picking up your proverbial cross. Right. You are having the mindset of Jesus to be able to give comfort to somebody else. That's right. the goal. So mm-hmm. I don't have anything else to say on this, no. Chloe. That you was good. Out. So I have two thoughts yeah. that I just kind of wanted to throw in there. So the first one is while you were talking about like, oh, I don't even remember specifically what it was that you said, but just the whole conversation on comfort and stuff like that and living for yourself. Um, I have not finished this book yet, so I can't fully endorse it, but I will say that I am currently in the very slow process of reading a book called Don't Waste Your Life by John Piper. I might have mentioned it before, like months ago, which that just shows you how long it's (laughs) taken me to read this book because I have not picked it up in forever. But at the beginning of the book, he starts off by telling a story about this man who 
I don't, he wasn't a Christian. And then he got really sick and he was dying. And while he was basically laying in his deathbed, when I might be remembering the story like really wrong, but when he was like laying in his deathbed, he finally accepted Jesus. And I don't remember if he was a mean man or anything like that, but I just remember that like, basically he real like his eyes were immediately open. He was like, Oh my gosh, like I've spent my whole life living for myself. And he yeah. like yells out, he's like, I've wasted it. Wasted I've wasted my, my whole life. And so the whole basis of the book is like, if you're living for yourself or for anything else, like you will get to the end of your life and be like, I've wasted it. Yeah. That's but really if good. you, yeah, it's so good. That makes me want to pick it up again this weekend. Yes, yeah, really <laughs> But good. yeah. Yeah. If you, when you get to the end of your life, you don't want to look back and be like, I wasted it and realize like what it was all about. Which is true by the way, you know, obviously I don't know that story, but, Unfortunately, as a pastor, you spend a whole lot of time with people that are at the end of their life, that are dying, and, and at various different ages. So, like, you know, people that, that realize they're dying at 40, yeah. and then people that are dying at 80 and 90. And um, and I'll tell you that it's universal, that nobody gets to the end, no matter where they are, no matter where they are in their faith walk or whatever, nobody gets to the end and goes, man, I wish I'd have spent more time uh, making my life comfortable yes. and awesome. Doing something right? for myself. Yes. Nobody gets to the end and goes, man, I wish I'd have spent more time doing this for myself. Right. It's always focused on, um, I wish I had more time. I wish I would have done this with my children, this with yeah. people around me that, you know, it, 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 you'll notice that there's this focus on other people right. and less of yourself yeah. when you get, when you get an awakening to, the fragility of your life and the fact that time just kind of marches on. Right. And so, you know, every day time just keeps marching. And if, if at the end of the day, all you really focus on is how great you make your life or how great your golf clubs are or whatever it is, you get to an, at some point you get to an end where you go, well, that was a waste of time. Right. You know, right. There could have been so much more than that. So much more important stuff than that. Yeah. So. Comfort isn't as fulfilling. That's like comfort for yourself is not as fulfilling as it promises itself yep, to be. Yep. My second thing that I was thinking might make me seem like a terrible person. <laughs> so, but I'm just trying to keep it real. Keep it real. So, girl. like, on the thought of comfort, I always, for some reason, for me, I always think about like my job makes me uncomfortable, not in like a, I shouldn't be doing this, but like it makes me uncomfortable in a sense of like, it's constantly like put, like we talked about it yesterday. Yes. I mentioned something to you yesterday. You were like, it's going to help you grow. And I'm like, but growing isn't fun. Growing is It horrible. doesn't feel good. <laughs> and so like with that, I have these times, which again, this is going to make me seem so terrible, especially because like I work at the church here, the pastor. It's okay. I've admitted lots enough to set this yeah, up for you. So, so I, sometimes I'll be like, my life would, it would be a lot easier. It would be a lot more comfortable if I just quit my job and worked at Target because <laughs> yes. I love Target. But I think that all the time, to- not all the time, I have phases where I'll go through and I'll be like, oh, this is so hard. Like, this is so challenging. I feel so uncomfortable. I don't love being in front of people, but I know that that's where God's called me to be mm-hmm. right now. And so like, because I lead worship at our church, but like, I don't love that. Like, I love doing it, but I don't love how uncomfortable it makes right, me. Like every right. Sunday and when I'm backstage and I'm like having like a, complete like freak out moment I'm like oh gosh what am I doing like it doesn't make me comfortable but I know like after I push through like the uncomfortability of it and I stick with it I find so much more fulfillment rather than if I had done something for myself like at the end of the day I go to bed and I'm like oh my gosh like I'm glad I'm sticking with this like once I get through those phases where I'm like it's too uncomfortable I want to quit 
after I get through that, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I stuck with it. And then I get there again where I have yeah, to be pushed a little farther. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's like a cycle. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. But I yeah. want to quit every Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, you've said and that before. I don't, and I'm not but exaggerating. Like, it's not a joke. <laughs> like, I'm serious. And I have had yeah. prayer times, you know, and, and my prayer times, maybe we need to do a podcast on this too, because my prayer times probably don't look like you think they do. Like, I am loud yeah. and... um uh, aggressive right. and mad most of the time, right? <laughs> and so, um, and I just kind of lay it out there. And I figured if, if God has saved, loved me enough to save my soul, and then he's given me a personal relationship with him, right. then I can talk to him however I need to in a moment, and it's going to be all right, right? And right. so I've had those times where I'm like, God, this is hard, man. This is so hard. Right. And, and I feel like God will say back to me, it's supposed to be. Yeah, right? it's it's it's, it's going like we to all, be like our human nature is just like find the easiest thing, yes, like take the yes, easiest path to do like path. whatever's more fun, just do that, and like it's not supposed to be that. It's way. supposed to be challenging. Like yeah. you should you should never be able to as a Christ follower, you should never be able to go to bed and go. This is just so unchallenging. I'm just so I just I'm love just how killing easy my all life of is. it, and you know, following Jesus is so simple and easy, and uh, you yeah. know, like it's no, yeah. you should always be going. I am so challenged right now. I do yes. not know what to do. I feel so uncomfortable, right? Because if 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 he's the Lord of our lives, then and and we are actually letting the spirit grow us, right? right? This is that idea of sanctification. Then that is going to be uncomfortableness, yeah. right? Like think about think about when you're a kid now. This happened to me all the time because I'm tall. But think about when you're a kid and you got those growing pains in your legs. They're just growing pains. Mm-hmm. And you curled up in your mama's lap or you whined and complained to your daddy. My kids do this with me all the time right now. Um, and like for Valerie, what she does is she gets a warm towel and she wraps it around their legs and stuff. And what I do is I go, it's growing pains. There ain't nothing we can do for it. So just got to deal with it. But you know how you get those constantly? <laughs> yeah. But you want to grow, though. So like yes. as a kid, like you want to be tall. You want to stay want, three feet tall right, forever. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you're always comparing yourself in your classroom and stuff like that. Now, I was always the tallest one in my classroom, but I also wanted to be taller. Just all the time, right? Yeah. So you want to grow as a kid, but you have to walk through these growing pains. And I think that's got to be the same thing for us is we want, you want to grow, yeah. right? Everybody wants to be a better version of themselves than they were before. Right. Even if you don't believe in God, you want to be a better version of yourself. But to have that happen, it's just like when you were a kid. There must be growing pains. So we should always feel challenged. Right. It should always kind of hurt. Like, and this is scriptural. It should always hurt following Jesus. Does that make sense? Yes. Right? Yes. Always. And so I think one of the ways that you can really know that, okay, um, I don't need to make the decision right now that God is calling me to change um, where he has me at, is you never make those decisions based on the growing pains that are happening. Right. Right. Or the fact that I just want to be more comfortable. Right. Right. You never make yeah. it on, you know, this is yeah. uncomfortable. And so I could do something easier <laughs> right. than this. So I'm going to go ring do people it. up as a cashier. You almost, you know, and God, I do think that God will direct your path back straight, but you almost, you almost immediately pushed pause in being in God's will when you say, I'm uncomfortable and it would be easier for me to do this. So I'm going to go do that. Right. You just pushed pause on right. being in God's will. Um, because it's supposed to be uncomfortable. Right. It's yeah. supposed to be hard. Um, you are. We are literally called to die to ourselves, yes. right? Die to ourselves. 
Like, think about like we're called to have different parts of our uh, being getting gangrene and rotting away, right? I mean, that's the, that's the thought. So these parts of you and these parts of us deep inside of our souls, they're supposed to be literally dying yeah. um, and atrophying away. And there's always pain involved in that. Yeah. That's, that's the way it's supposed to be. So that's a yeah. good point, Chloe. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Thanks. Again, I'm not saying I don't, I hate my job or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just saying like sometimes it is so uncomfortable that I'm like, it'd be easier if I just quit, went to Target, I am so, so anything else. So I'm glad you said it. So of course this is a weird for her because she's saying this in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I was right. like, oh God. And I'm also thinking like, how's this going to come across to like everybody that's listening? Like are yeah. they, now those of them that go to church, are they going to see me up there every Sunday and be like, oh, she hates this. Like, no, she doesn't hate it. It just makes her severely uncomfortable. Yeah, and I, that's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. So if you're, you know, especially the side note, this is a long episode. If you're bringing up a, um, if, if you're a leader um, in the Christian faith, then what you want to model to people all the time is, yes, I am uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? Yes, I am growing and it's painful and it hurts. But this is what we're supposed to do. This is what God wants for us in our lives. And so I'm going to model that too. And right. you can't, if you don't say it out loud though, if you don't say, I struggle with this or this is bothering me, Right, like the premise of the podcast, right. that it's messy. Yeah. If you don't point that out, then you are leading people to something opposite of what Jesus would want them to be. You are, if you don't point it out, you're leading them to, well, certain people get it all right and do it all perfectly, and it's all great for them. Yeah. And 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 then, or you're leading them to, well, the most important thing to do is just be comfortable. And so, the reason she's doing this is because this is comfortable for her. Yes. You know, right? It's, it's either way, you lead them wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, like Adam said, this is a little bit of a longer episode, but if you stuck with us this far, thank you for sticking with us. And hopefully you've had a lot to take away from this episode. I know I have. Yeah, for sure. Um, Thank you for joining us today. Uh, Next week is going to be a very, very special episode and you don't want to miss it. Be sure to tune into that one. I can't tell you why it's going to be special. Yeah, it'll be quite different. Yes, it will us, be different. Right? Yeah, It will be different. So be sure to tune in for that. Um, it's another thing that is going to be challenging me. <laughs> yes. So And it'll be, it's different because it's also Thanksgiving week, I yeah. think, when this one comes out. So yeah. like the day before Thanksgiving, yep. right? So, yep. Yep, so it'll be quite different. Yep. Yeah. So be sure to tune in for that. And again, check us out on social media, Instagram and Facebook, all that good stuff. Yeah, please help us out with some reviews if you're able yes. to review on whatever platform you're on and sharing and all that stuff. Yes. It's not because we want to be popular or get rich. We're not making nothing from this It just all. makes I mean, us seem zero. like legit. Yeah. And it just helps people <laughs> find it. So. Yeah. I mean, the whole point, I think that we ought to be able to come together um, and grow as Christians in some space that is honest, and that's what we're trying to create, trying to create some sort of honest, open space to be able to do that. And so I just believe this will help brothers and sisters in Christ, and then also those that don't know Jesus is too, to not to see us as so uh, crazy or we got everything together. Right. You know, so. Yep. Yep. All right. Thank you for joining us today, and remember next week, be sure to tune in. Yep. See you next week. See you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.